Welcome to the Women with Altitude podcast. Women we meet here have a story, a message or a purpose that they want to share with you. We want to inspire you and lift you up every day. Here's your host, Women with Altitude founder, Andrea Turner-Boys. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Women with Altitude podcast. My name is Andrea Turner-Boys. Thank you for your company today. In the studio with me is Melinda Lation, um, a colleague, me- Women with Altitude member and friend, I would say, um, one of my favorite people in the world. And she's agreed to come in today, talk about herself a little bit, which is not something that everyone is comfortable with doing. And Melinda had her first business, Production Automotive, uh, right here in in Penrith with her husband, Brendan. And she's going to share a little bit about her business story. Hi. How are you? (laughs) Welcome. Thanks. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to our podcast. So, so what about how you started in business? What was the harebrained idea? Because you were from the corporate world, right? Yeah. So I spent well over a decade in the corporate world. Um, and towards the end part of my career, I was spending six months at, or six months, six weeks at a time um, over overseas in Asia. And then I fell pregnant with my daughter. And the plan was always for um, me to return back to work and Brendan to be a stay-at-home dad. But uh, the minute I kind of had Olivia, all of those plans flew out the window. And um, oh yes, yeah. the best laid plans. I know. And then until the baby arrived, I know. <laughs> and I kind of decided I wanted to be with her. So um, together, we kind of juggled everything and did all we can so that I could do that. So um, at the time, we had a business which was production automotive, and Brennan was a mechanic, and. Um, and so I went in and helped him with that business because that wasn't doing um, that wasn't doing too well. So what we did was we kind of put my corporate experience, I guess, um, to work in the business. So one of the first things that I did um, was apply for a government grant to turn the business into being, I guess, a family friendly business. And I got ten thousand dollars and I built a little room um, off reception area so that I could work and I could take. I Olivia remember in. this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And Olivia was a baby yeah she was six months old yeah and so you could bring her to work with yeah. you that was the initiative that you got the, the grant yes from? yeah, yeah. Okay. yep so that we could be flexible with family um so it was and that was fantastic so it meant that I could kind of be with her I could still help the boys out by answering the phone um and I could help with you know bookkeeping and accounting and finances and marketing I think marketing was kind of the key there for us because it's the classic it's the classic model you know the e-myth you know where Brendan would have been a mechanic and he's a technician good at his craft yes. really great mechanic but then when you put that into a business framework yeah awesome mechanic but you know they're so hard working out there and they're so focused on what they do that the elements of business get overlooked and I think um and that's the thing with any trade and a lot of professions as well you know it's quite you think it's quite easy to go into business for yourself but the reality is we're not all taught bookkeeping we're not all taught marketing we're not all taught you know all of those aspects of business and mm-hmm. so you you tend to fall back into your comfort zone and you really focus on what you're good at and so for him it was obviously the vehicles mm-hmm. um, whereas when I came in I guess I focused on what I was good at I obviously had no idea about cars but I knew um, you know my background was in publishing and communications and um, and, and writing and so I, ha- I used those skills and put them to work as best I could. So what was it like being a mother and you, know, you got that grant from the government and you built that room to create a family-friendly mm. environment? Was it hard to have 
um, the baby at work? How yeah, did you juggle that? It was hard, but yeah. at the same time, it was good for both of us. It meant that Brendan could enjoy being with her as well, mm-hmm. um, so he could see her during the day. And and there wasn't the pressure like there was in the corporate world that, like, you know, I certainly, um, you know, as part of what I did, we set KPIs for the boys so that they were accountable and they could see their measurables and their targets. And that's how we kind of improved the business in one aspect. But I didn't set KPIs for myself. Um, I was quite relaxed in those early days. And really, I just wanted to support them and help them and, and turn the business around. Because selfishly for me, if we turned that business around, it meant that I could stay home with my daughter. Yeah. Yeah, ultimately that's the end that, goal. And that was the end goal, yeah. yeah. And what changed over when you started um, getting involved, obviously, in the communications? So you did the marketing, you worked on the customer service, you worked on the systems and the processes. Yes. Something that we women are often, often yeah. the ones going in to do that if we're in partnership with our partner. And what changed? Everything changed about yeah. that business. So we, um, at one point we we were, when, we, when I first came in, we were a team of two. We had two mechanics on the floor. At one point, we had up to a team of eight there, um, which was huge. And um, that ended up being too big, so we scaled it back again. But um, we became very systemised. Um, we looked at all aspects of the business, so from um, communications through to, you know, KPIs and how the boys were tracking um, how, tracking their hours and chargeable hours versus non-chargeable hours. Um, we looked at you know, um, our procurement. We looked at even safety, so workplace health and safety. And again, I, you know, I had no experience in workplace health and safety, so I went out and um, worked with Work Cover and got Work Cover to come in and help me because, again, we had no budget. So with no money, I had to go and ask for help. And I did a Work Cover mentoring program, so I got mentored up with someone who was quite senior in their role. Um, and then they worked with me, and we did a program for a year and then I, we kind of graduated at the end and um, funnily enough then I became a um, an ambassador for for um, work works what are they called New South they used to be called workplace uh, I'm still of the old I used to, I still call things OH and S that's so not that anymore no well whoever they were <laughs> yeah. um, the New South Wales branch um i was an ambassador for them for a bit so that was um you know but that was good it was a way that we could kind of get resources and get information into the business Mm. without uh, having to spend money you also won a swag of awards Mm. um how did that impact your business that was huge so and that was that was key for us i think um one of the things that we didn't do very well was marketing and when we did do marketing there was no tracking um our return so no you know the boys had no idea what was working and what wasn't and they they were kind of um you know as you are gullible to people coming in saying oh look you know if you advertise on the back of these shopper dockets you'll get you know thousands of people through the doors and that's not the reality you know Mm. you need to understand your target audience you need to you know you need to there's a whole lot of stuff that you need to look at with um with marketing but one of the things that I did focus on was business awards because again we had no money and it was business awards are a brilliant way of um of getting your name out there and they're really cost effective so cost effective people people don't realize and that's probably a topic for another time (laughs) and we actually are going to do some podcasts around that as well but I wanted to ask you, what was it like working in partnership with your partner, your husband in this case? We we did it really well. Um, like I think we did it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did you have a system or – because I worked with my husband for 10 years too mm. and it worked really well because we were in different – 
kind of divisions. Yes. And I, I wasn't in his face every day. Do you know no. what I mean? We weren't in each other's face. In, in fact, my husband, he, we were we were a gift delivery company and all the secretaries just wanted to talk to him all the time because he's got a bit of a sexy voice. And he's also, he's a nice, he's a nice, <laughs> nice man. Guy. So everyone yeah. wanted to talk about, which I thought was hilarious. Um, and so he kind of looked after that side and I was looking after marketing and production and the other side. Yeah. Um, is that how you balanced it by having different roles? Because yeah. obviously you're not a mechanic. No. So he was and a mechanic out there. Yeah, he was a mechanic. He was the face really of the business in terms of talking to people. Um. It, in terms of marketing, sometimes I would be the face of the business because we were leveraging the fact that I was a female in a male-dominated industry. Uh-huh. So there were a whole lot of... So that was strategic. That was strategic yeah. on my behalf. Um, and we became female-friendly accredited and did a whole lot of other things because um, you know we wanted to be a safe destination for women. That was one of my goals. Um, so were there any challenges that you had? Oh, there were, there's always challenges. I think in terms of um, look, oh, my weight, I my my weight skyrocketed because um, for a period we ended up eating hot chips every day for lunch because I was not very good at juggling a child and working and cooking, and I didn't do anything very well at that point. So um, mm. yeah, so we you know well I gained weight. Brendan's always very lucky in that regard, but um. Oh, it's always the way, yeah, isn't it? I know, it's so unfair. Me girls <laughs> stack it on before. Or when we go, the men stack it on too, but then when they go to lose it, they lose it like I know, that. It's, it's so it's, yeah. it's easy. Anyway, that's the topic for another time. What yeah. about um, boundaries? Did you have boundaries? I, for me at that time, I remember uh, there wasn't really a special trick to it. It was like we had two babies and mm. it, you can't talk about work at home when you're managing two babies. So we found that we didn't really bring work home because we were just so preoccupied with the kids. Yeah. Oh, look, I think we did, but I think we first and foremost we were very good friends. So it was just part and parcel of other conversations. But mm. look, from what I can remember, we never Brenda and I have never have never had one of those relationships where we argue a lot anyway. So no, mm. I I always supported him, he always supported me and I think he believed in what I was doing and well, I think that's one of the keys then though, isn't it? Mm. Is having, making sure that in your partnership that you both f- fully support each other. Mm. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Yeah. And now you don't have production, you've you've sold that business. Just a yeah. quick snapshot of where you are today. So a quick snapshot is, yes, we sold production automotive because Brendan, in order to try and pr- um, support me being a stay-at-home mum, he applied for the fire brigade. He's now full-time fiery. Um, I we, we are separated now, but um, not because of the business. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, and then I started um, my own business, which was going back to doing what I love, and that's writing and communication. So I started Write Copy, I think, five years ago. Um, and that fo- Write Copy, you know, I focus on marketing material, SEO, copywriting. Um, I do a lot of tenders, a lot of grant applications, a lot of um, – uh, business awards and then from there um, I guess came I started to get quite a good reputation um, in the copywriting community for business awards writing and I started a new business called awards agency which is focused purely on business awards so I am um, funnily enough my success rate has never dropped b- below 90 percent so it kind of hovers above um, you know 90 that's fantastic yeah I know it's amazing <laughs> so um yeah, up to 97%. I hit at one point. That was my pinnacle. But, um, and it changes obviously depending on how many you've done. But, yeah, I, I'm lucky in that regard. So I think doing all of those submissions for production helped me really nail what 
judges are looking for and understand what they're looking for. And then with awards agency, I started, I've started now becoming it. So I'm a judge myself for, you know, local and national and international awards and I'm on the other side so I can see both sides of it. Mm. Um, so I do training and consulting as well as business awards development and everything there. So um, so between That's right fantastic. copy yeah, and awards agency, I'm kept pretty busy. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing a bit of your story today. Um, any parting advice for any mums listening or women out there who are in their own business at the moment or they're thinking about starting who might have kids? What, what would you say to someone who came to you? Um, what, what do you think they need to know? I think it's just to just take every day as it comes and not put too much pressure on yourself because the time will come when you do have a little bit more time. Um, You know, look, and I'll be honest with you, but now as a single mum, it's a whole different kind of pressure for me. So I used to put pressure on myself before to perform, um, you know, to perform and be the best at what I do, whereas now I've got that pressure mentally, but I've also got the pressure of being a sole income earner and, you know, paying my mortgage and doing everything else. So, you know... But you've got to just believe in yourself and know that, you know, things will keep rolling along and it will it will keep happening. We believe in you. Mm. You completely rock it. And, uh, and I've loved having you in today to, to chat about your story. So thank you so much. Aww, we're going to talk. Being here. Yeah, we're going to talk more about um, we, on our other podcast, which is our Altitude Business Podcast. You'll be able to hear Mel um, with some great tips around awards and um, SEO and all other things that we'll be talking. So stay tuned uh, and look out for that when it comes. Thanks for coming in today, Mel. Thanks for having me. Okay. That's it. That's it for our podcast this morning. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Women with Altitude podcast. More information on our events, workshops, and membership can be found at womenwithaltitude.com.au or follow us on our Facebook or Insta pages, Women with Altitude Australia.